Welcome, Sacramento soccer fans, to the State of the Republic podcast. I'm your host, Luis. And before we get started today, uh, since we are recording on Mother's Day, happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Thank you so much for listening to our show tonight. Today, I'm actually just joined by Jared, who's actually joined us straight from New Jersey, uh, real close to where we had our first away win of the season today, this morning. So, Jared, how's it going, man? Welcome back to the show. I know it's it's been like a week and a half, right, since we've been on the show. <laughs> it's been a while. I mean, with, with uh, the last uh, show that we had, everybody, well, mostly everybody of the uh, State of Republic team has been traveling. Now it's my turn. So I, I'm just great to, to be here. I mean, I will say New Jersey, from what I've experienced, definitely uh, above the bar from what I was thinking. So I'm pleasantly surprised. So. Excellent uh, being here, and then also the match as well, which we're going to dive into here shortly. So let's uh, bring it back over to you. How are you doing today? I'm, I'm doing good. Um, you know, just uh, getting back a couple of days ago from my own travels, uh, as you mentioned. And I'm really glad that us three, uh, you know, got to travel different places, right? It's like we all kind of coordinated <laughs> to travel at the same time without actually coordinating it. And it's been really awesome. And as we speak right now, uh, Sharon is probably already back in Sacramento or she's just getting back. So uh, she'll be back on the next show when uh, we'll be talking about the Wednesday Cup match. So um, we're really looking forward to that because we know she'll have so much stories to tell us uh, here on the podcast because she she was over in England for quite a bit and, and she got to catch up with a couple of former Sac Republic players. So uh that might even be a full podcast episode right just like sharon's travels a summary <laughs> uh, oh man I, i've seen some of the photos and videos she's took she looks like she had the time of her life out there and now she's gonna rest up and try to chip away some of that jet lag uh, for, you know the time difference between the uk and here so she's gonna have some time to adjust <laughs> so sharon if you're listening to this episode we're, we're glad you're home safe Glad you had had a great time. So, yes, we are going to have to talk about that sometime soon. Yeah, like I said, we might even dedicate a full episode to that if, <laughs> if she wants to uh, as a little maybe bonus uh, midweek episode of sorts there, too. All right, Jared. Uh, well, let's go ahead and get started with our typical Colossus of Gratitude. So um, if you may go first, uh, just uh, let our audience know what, what your Colossus are. All right. Well, first of all, uh, get, getting in, into New Jersey, uh, some of my glasses of gratitude go to NJ Transit, especially their app. They had made the travel time here so much easier. I mean, f- figuring out the routes, getting tickets, validating the, the train ride and even a bus ride. I mean, it's just perfect. I mean, it was just amazing uh, time out here at that. Thanks to NJ Transit. And of course, I also want to thank my hosts here. As, as some of you, uh, well, I should say none of you are going to be able to see, uh, the Madison Hotel here in Morristown, New Jersey, very accommodating, great restaurant, had an amazing sized uh, prime rib of my first night here. All uh, I would definitely recommend coming out here if you were to come out to New York or to uh, Philadelphia. This is a great uh, middle of the way place. I mean, beautiful area. And then also on the pitch, I mean, I definitely want, want to thank uh, Duke LaCroix's uh, family and friends you know, for, for coming out. I mean, it definitely made the uh, 
the match much more enjoyable. And then also a, a big surprise here. Uh, and some Republic FC fans may recognize this name. Creek bear. Yes. Creek bear of all folks made it down here for the match. So definitely big, big uh, go out of gratitude for him making the five hour drive uh, down South for this match. I mean, he, he also made the match that much more fun. So, I mean, those, those are definitely some of my big uh, glasses of gratitude. How about you, Luis? Uh, so my, my glass of gratitude goes out uh, to you, Jared, and then everyone else who made the trip out there to the game because it's not easy to do a trip out there like that, right? It's basically a cross-country trip, and you, you did it. You were out there, you know, supporting the team, and everyone who saw the match, uh, if anyone didn't realize it, they noticed you at some point because you were <laughs> seen uh, pretty often, right? You had a big Sac Republic flag, which, you know, stood out from afar. They didn't even have to zoom in and we could actually notice you out there. So awesome. It's really cool to see that because, you know, it's really nice to see the huge flag with the huge logo. And, you know, when you're watching a stadium that is practically empty, it's nice to see that. We were basically locals in a stadium that <laughs> wasn't ours, which, you know, it, it is good, right, per se, right, for us to say, oh, we were local in an away venue. But it kind of goes back to what I usually say about the two teams not getting any support and how happy I am that all these two teams are finally going to go to their own uh, MLS next pro league and we'll just have independent clubs and We'll not have to worry about uh, empty stadiums like that anymore. So, <laughs> well, actually, qu uh, quick correction on that. That's actually the uh, the beach town that's available on uh, Republic FC's uh, shop site. But that's also the same town that I took to San Diego, the same town I took to Las Vegas. And we have yet to lose whenever I go to a road match with that towel. So that is what I've deemed the indomitable towel. And so far, the undefeated towel. And that towel will be going with me next month to Monterey. So we're going to make it 4-0 with the towel. Wow. You know, uh, that that's that's a pretty decent sized towel. And yeah, I at first glance, I, I could have sworn it was like a big flag. So hey, if anything that has the Republic logo, all good, right? I mean, because that, that towel really makes the logo stand out. And and we we could, like I said, we could easily find you. And anyone who wants to go watch the highlights, they'll they'll spot you right there. Uh pretty easy. And in fact, anytime the ball went to uh the opposite end, especially in the second half, right? As we were hoping to score that goal, which we eventually did get, I was always on the lookout for you and and now your towel, right? Which is because you were, you were holding it high uh, for most of the match. So uh, it was it was cool to be able to <laughs> be on the lookout for that. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's I mean, we weren't exactly TV side. I mean, uh, on the main side of the seats. But, uh, you know, what what uh, camera time we did get, I was even getting uh, notifications from my mom because I had her uh, watch uh, Fox 40 this morning as well. And she was uh, DVRing it. And she had actually made mention about uh, the. Uh, the, the heart and the uh, the fervor of the uh, Republic FC fans that were there yeah, there at the stadium. So, I mean, we, we definitely made, made an impact. I mean, I'm glad for that. I mean, just like I mentioned earlier, we've got we've got to show support for our boys in red on both coasts today. I mean, both here in Jersey and then, of course, back home in Sacramento and everywhere in between. I'm just glad we were able to do it. Yeah, very few fan bases can actually say that they do that, right? And we see that as a reflection whenever – Teams visit Sacramento. 
it's very rare that we actually get supporters from other teams actually making the trip out there, right? And and when we do, it's actually really nice, right, to see them actually do that. But we don't see that happen often. And the fact that we see our fans actually making trips out away is is a really big statement as to how big I think our our club is and how much people really support Sac Republic, whether we're in MLS or in USL always, right? So it's it's nice to see that support away and i'm sure the team really appreciates it and that's why you know they they took that really awesome picture at the end of the game where you're holding up our scarf there which for those of you who haven't seen it go go look at our uh, retweets or our uh, reshares on facebook but that, that was quite an awesome picture for them to to take there yeah i mean to, to get to get not only the, the team duke laquan's friends and fa- family i mean it was just amazing experience i mean to, to be able to get to get in that because i mean hell why not this is our first road win of, of the season and we finally got over the hump i mean we took our losses against san diego and rgv and of course the the tie we finally got a road win i mean in the back of my mind i was thinking you know this is going to be so easy to to beat this team this this team is is like the bicycle of the eastern conference but with that kind of thinking, that's where it's easy to fall into the trap. And I mean, there were chances that uh, Red Bulls too had to get the ball past our goalie. So, I mean, thankfully, you know, we we still have a uh, great, great uh, yeah, goalkeeping core. Uh, we did see Dan- Danny Vitello uh, warm up earlier th- uh, today, and then I'd seen that ultimately Carlos Aldana uh, had started. So, clean sheet for Carlos and. Actually, technically, uh, Danny's got one as well with the, with the last game. So, yeah. you know, we, this 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 is good. I mean, this is a great start. I mean, and I hope we can keep it rolling because, especially in a couple of days, we've got our Open Cup match against uh, Phoenix Rising FC on Wednesday. Yeah, let, let's keep the clean sheets coming, right? Um, we don't want to use that washer, so <laughs> keep, keep them clean, right? We we don't want to waste any electricity with our washer. <laughs> ah, a- absolutely. I mean, we. <laughs> We need clean and more clean sheets in order to get sponsored by Swanson's Cleaners. I mean, let's get it going. Yeah, that would be a good, good sponsorship right there. Well, uh, Jared, before we get talking to the match specifically, um, you know, we, we like to do this and we haven't done it in a while with away matches. But being that you are uh, or being that you attended an away match here earlier, can you you know talk to all of our audience a little bit more about what it was like to get to the stadium and then just the, the stadium vibe and the food they sold there, their merch, all that stuff. Like just walk us through your, your away game experience. Okay. Now, ultimately uh, to get from where I was in uh, Morristown, I ended up having to take the, uh, the NJ transit trains. Now NJ transit, they have uh, not only buses, uh, but they also have heavy rail trains that go throughout the entire state. So I was able to, to take the train, which was, literally across from my hotel, take that over into Newark. And then from there was able to transfer to a NJ transit bus. And it really didn't take that long. It wasn't really that expensive or anything like that. I mean, with the app, I was able to get my tickets once I knew where I wanted to go, where I was coming from. Uh, Ultimately, once I got to Montclair State, uh, State University, it was just maybe a few minutes walk from the bus stop to get to the soccer field itself. So. I did have to wait a little bit because I did get there at about roughly 1130 and the match didn't kick off until 1 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. 
but uh, once it hit about 12 o'clock or so, uh, they you know, went through my bags, you know, security and everything like that. They were fine with everything there. Got into my seat. Uh, this is a real small venue, uh, probably less than 5,000, if that, uh, for, for seating uh, for this particular field. Uh, I was able to not only get to my seats, um, I was actually the first one through the gate. So I got, got to my seat and really it was just going to be a place to sit, to sit my bag because unfortunately Red Bulls too have not exactly hit a lot of the high marks for attendance uh, this season. They've averaged about a little over 300 uh, on average this season. So you, you can kind of figure 300 people, that's going to be the same amount of people that are out waiting for beer at Heart Health Park. <laughs> but um, still, it wasn't too bad of a, of a venue. I mean, easy, easy to get around. Uh, they had like a huge uh, parking garage uh, behind us, which, uh, you know, they, they probably could have even put like a couple cameras up top there if, if they wanted to. Um, but Overall, you know, it was a it was a good vibe. You know, you had maybe a hundred or so fans sitting in the main seats, uh, five or six of the uh, supporter group uh, there. But uh, I think the reason for some of the low numbers would have been because uh, the senior club, uh, New York Red Bulls, uh, just had a match last night in Harrison, uh, which is closer to Newark. And then also, you figure it's going to be Mother's Day, so not everybody's going to want to come out for a soccer match on Mother's Day. <laughs> but um, also the fact that the uh, Red Bulls have not had such a great record uh, this year. They've had a uh, goal difference in the double digits already early on in the season. So you can imagine with a lot of those factors in, one wouldn't really want to join in on the uh, festivities here if they were a fan of the home club. Now, uh, coming to the other side for Republic FC, we actually had a large collective of uh, Duke LaCroix's uh, friends, family, other folks that he knows, they took, pr- pretty much took up at least a third of the seating section that we were in. I mean, they easily outnumbered uh, the, the Red Bulls two supporter group. But, I mean, it was just amazing to have those folks in there cheering Duke and, and the team on. Uh, there was also a surprise at- attendance by a name that some folks – that have been around Republic FC uh, might have known for quite a while. Creek Bear is one one of the first, possibly the first bear uh, with the Tower Bridge Battalion uh, way back in 2014 or so. Uh, he actually lives uh, about five hours away from here, so he was actually able to uh, make the trip here, which to me it felt like a WWE or an AEW uh, story entrance, you know, just out of nowhere. I was just sitting there. I had just finished uh, a uh, Facebook live video of the, uh, the warmups. And then all of a sudden I see uh, coming approaching, you know, bear costume. I think, wait a second. Don't tell me that. Don't tell me Ray bear made the trip all the way out here. And I look a little closer. Oh crap. It's Craig bear. Where, where the hell's he been? <laughs> but uh, no, he's been living out here for, for a while. I mean, he tries to keep up. I mean, he hasn't, uh, been to a match unfortunately in the past couple of years i mean we can of course uh because of covid uh and everything like that but he was able to make the trip down here so that just made the trip e- even that much more better and he was definitely getting some banter on with the uh red bulls two goalie and everything like that uh halftime i uh, came across you know of course it was still zero zero so uh creek bear and i decided you know let's get something to drink or whatever and then along the way we actually uh 
bumped into one of the uh, supporters for uh, Red Bulls too. Uh, we, you know, we chatted, you know, pretty well, you know, pretty much most of halftime. He act, he actually uh, offered to get us uh, a round of beers, you know, did a uh, scarf. I did a scarf trade with, with him. So, you know, you know, a cool guy. Um, the food there, um, actually pretty good price uh, for, for a USL team. Um, probably the most expensive thing was like maybe six to eight dollars or so. Uh, didn't get a chance to get anything to eat, but I did see on the menu there was something called a uh, beef pocket. Not quite sure what that is, and a little afraid to ask, but they had some other fares. I mean, it wasn't exactly a big menu, but still good, good price there. Uh, did try some of the uh, local beer. They had uh, a beer from the Elementary Ale, uh, out here, uh, which is a local brew. Pretty, you know, pretty tasty beer, uh, local beers out here. I mean, I'll, I'll say. I even had one of the local uh, uh, beers um, here in the hotel at the hotel Friday night. You know, nice red ale. So New Jersey is definitely on on the craft beer game. So don't discount New Jersey uh, beer. So halftime came rolling around. So we decided to head back over to our seats. Uh, Republic FC switched sides. So they were making their way towards uh, Creek Bear and, and myself, as well as uh, the rest of the uh, supporter groups, uh, so to speak. And we were just making ourselves loud, bantering with the other team. You probably might have heard me a few times yelling out, aim for the antenna, and uh, change that to a red. I mean, there was that few people out there. You probably could have heard myself yelling, uh, Creek Bear yelling, everything like that. So here comes the 88th minute, and just a a few minutes after Malik Foster got got on, which I was surprised he was actually going to be in the game, he picks up this pass from uh, Luther Archimed, makes for the breakaway, gets a uh, jukes out a defender, taps it in. The whole whole uh, Republic FC uh, FC side just goes nuts, and of course he goes run off, uh, pulls his shirt off. Yes, he did get a yellow card for it, but how the, the rest for handing out uh, yellow cards uh, every so often anyway. And of course, uh, in the stoppage time, uh, there was a play that. Ended up getting two yellow cards, which it was those individual players' second yellow cards of the game. So, boom, red cards. And we're both playing with 10, uh, ten aside, but really there wasn't much time left anyhow. It is going to suck uh, not having that that, uh, that player. Uh, I think the uh, suspension the suspension goes for the next league game, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, because the uh, Open Cups it's not going to account or anything like that. Yeah, yeah, it should be next the. Uh league game right just because the open cup is uh sanctioned by the u.s soccer federation Mm. yeah that sounds about right uh but then uh just about when the game was almost over there was uh accusations of a handball against uh, republic fc but thankfully there was no call for that and then just seconds later you know we heard the whistle the match is over republic fc finally get their first road win of the season and you know what to celebrate. I know it's a little bit expensive, but to, in my hand right now, I've got a bottle of Prosecco mode. So you know what? I'm going to go Secco mode over this victory. And it's a, it's a screw top. So no pop. <laughs> yeah, we didn't hear there, anything. So. <laughs> there we go. Here, I'll open it. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that sounds like, you know, quite a great time. And, uh, you know, I know we were talking offline how, amazing it is when you make the trip out anywhere and 
you get to see a Republic win, right? And granted, mm. you know, there wasn't that many people on the wayside, right? Because it's always something else when you can celebrate and you see all the way fans like just quiet. But hey, it's still really cool when there is no fans, you're celebrating and we could hear you on TV. <laughs> so, well, well, granted, sometimes, you know, my vocal cords, you know, they, they can carry you know, fairly far. And, and I and this sounded to me like mine's did uh, during the match. I mean, I don't have a way to watch the replay. I know my mom was uh, recording it on DVR, but I don't th- think I really have a way to even get access to that. The only way I probably could is maybe if I were to subscribe to ESPN Plus tonight and then maybe watch the uh, the replay uh, on demand. I hell, I may just end up doing that. I mean, since uh, internet on JetBlue is free anyway, so Ooh. maybe I'll give that a shot. Wow, that that's a good perk right there. I, I did not know that. Um, probably worth mm-hmm. the additional price there, but yeah, yeah, I would probably do that too because it's it's just so really cool when you can hear yourself because there's no one really in the stadium, right? So you can, especially if you're loud, right? As uh, you know, me, you, podcast mom, we are pretty loud. <laughs> Uh, it's it's really awesome that we could hear ourselves and not just that, right? But that the referee could hear you, that the players could hear you. Whole different thing, you know, when you're in, in these uh, stadiums and, and more the reason to want to go out there and support, right? Because they're going to hear you even more than they would if we were playing at home. So, uh, yeah, I mean, oh, much more advantage. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I was also uh, letting the referees know some of my views as well. I mean, even yelling <laughs> out... Uh, you know, if they could use a, a Vision Works gift card because I can get them one. Uh, there were a few others as well. I mean, Creek Bear wasn't, wasn't exactly quiet about, about his uh, banter either. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sure everyone heard all the different things that were going on. Um, well, you know, t- talking directly about things that went on uh, during the 90 minutes, one thing that stood out to me, and, and I'm sure you noticed it quite often, Jared, is that. The Red Bulls goalkeeper, uh, Nicopolidis, or Nicopolidis, uh, one of those two, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, he stopped quite a couple of opportunities that we had, right? I feel like this game should have probably been easy, a 3-0 for us, but the guy was having a great game, right? And luckily, you know, we get our chance at the end of the game, but throughout the game, I mean, he was the man of the match up until the goal, right? Yeah, I mean, I'll say he definitely shut us down for uh, the first 88 minutes of the match. So he he definitely uh, would have been the man of the match, like you said, um, had the score remained 0-0. But, I mean, to, to be honest, I mean, both, uh, goal, uh, both uh, goalkeepers, amazing job. I mean, Carlos Saldana, you know, coming back to late season form from last year. I mean, just keeping everything out, whether it be just a, a simple clearance diving. I mean, he was just all over it as, as well as the Red Bulls to uh, keeper. I mean, they were the reason why the score was so low today. I mean, I was thinking maybe three, one because uh, Red Bulls, you haven't exactly been performing all that great, but really their keeper is the reason why they're, hanging on above the basement level so you know d- myself i easily discounted them and he proved me proved me wrong but thankfully that goal from malik foster was able to get us over the hump another thing and you mentioned earlier and anyone watching the full game i mean we're like 
are we going to get carded? It was one of those games, right? Where even the fans could probably see a yellow card. <laughs> um, but in total, we saw 10 yellow cards. I mean, the game was a little rough, right? But I don't know what you observed, Jared, for any follows that were closer to your end. But I think the referee rushed too quick. And, and I'm not just saying against us, right? But just in general, he just pulled the yellow cards and didn't even think twice about it, right? Would you Would you agree on that? Yeah, and in fact, there were a couple calls that uh, they swallowed the, the whistle on. I mean, there was, I want to say, the second uh, court, uh, second half, uh, one of our players got, got uh, roughed up, and then like maybe 15, 25 seconds later, they call a yellow against us. So, and once again, I, I yelled out to, hey, does, uh, I think I yelled something like, uh, Melvin Rivas learns from you. <laughs> <laughs> and once again, shout out to our boy, Melvin Rivas, who get, gives out uh, more, ye- more yellow cards than uh, who knows. <laughs> well, this morning's referee might as well should have been his best friend, right? Because he, they clearly share <laughs> the same philosophy on what's a yellow card and, and what isn't. So uh, I'm, yeah, I'm just saying that they, they're right there in level of yellow cards. <laughs> yeah, and and there were there were some tackles that uh, you know deserved reds. I mean, but they only just gave out the yellow cards uh, against uh, Red Bulls. I mean, myself, I was yell- yelling out, "That's the that's the wrong shade of, of red." <laughs> and then of course, uh, uh, Creek Bear was yelling out, "Start giving out some ketchup instead of mustard." <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Uh, you know, I could think of like two opportunities that we had in which they should have been a red card. And there was one that was really clear, right? Had there been VAR, that gets called on as a red card. And who knows, maybe we do win 2-0, 3-0. But, you know, thankfully we ended up winning because if we hadn't won, I think I'd probably be right now talking more about those plays that should have been a red card. And it would have happened, uh, you know, early on in the second half. And we would have had plenty of time to take advantage of that. So. Thankfully, I'm not talking about that as much right now, but if we if we would have tied, I would be talking about it often here. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, thankfully, you know, the officiating didn't take too much out of the, out of the score or out of the enjoyment of the match. So, I mean, really any match is going to have yellow card issues, uh, some more than others. This one I don't think was truly the worst. I mean, it was kind of up there, but it's not like we were playing against OC. I mean, that's just that's just a yellow fest. <laughs> oh yeah, that, that, that's a given match, right? There's there's going to be yellows whether <laughs> you want it or not, right? It's like uh, referees know mm-hmm. to give yellow cards out if OC is in the match. <laughs> but one surprising thing, you know, we're here talking about a lot of yellow cards. Is that neither Luis Felipe nor Matt Lagrasa got a yellow card? So in our little. Uh, podcast competition that we have going on about yellow cards none yeah. of us get a point on that <laughs> yeah i mean that's that was kind of kind of a shocker i mean there were other folks getting yellows but uh not Luis or or matt i mean and i will say matt was playing a damn good game uh earlier mm-hmm. t- today as well i mean he was definitely putting some muscle onto it and uh, Luis was 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 getting into it too i mean great effort from Really, everybody. I mean, I can't really think of anybody that has been laying down on a job or anything like that. Uh, I mean, too, too hard. 
I mean, you may have seen someone maybe take a, a couple breathers, something like that, but nothing too bad. So definitely I love the uh, the upbeat energy that the team had today. Yeah, which was really good. And, you know, I had a feeling that we were going to see a red card. And then, of course, we know we saw the two red cards there at the end of the match. But I can't really argue against those. I think both players uh, did deserve them because they, they were both pretty harsh uh, fouls. Right? I mean, it was one play, two fouls, which was kind of weird. You typically don't see that <laughs> happen, right? Where you, you see two red cards in just one play right there for both teams. Um, but, I, you know, they they deserve them. I, I I can't say much about that. So Yeah, uh, yeah it's, it was definitely history in, in the making. I mean, like you said, we really don't see too many red cards, but to have two red cards at the same time, I mean, due to acclimation, I mean, the, they already had one yellow card on file, and once they both got, got the two yellows and then ultimately red, out they go. Uh, now, as far as that goes, um, as far as whoever it is that got the red, and, and uh, I'm trying to remember who exactly had the, uh, the the double yellows on our team that ultimately got the red card. Um, Luther. Unfortunately. Uh, Luther. Oh, Luther. Luther. Uh, yeah. So we're going to be uh, without Luther uh, the next uh, USL game. Um, it's not going to affect him be- being out against uh, Phoenix on Wednesday because that's an open cup match, of course. But um, yeah, that's 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 going to be uh, we're going to be down pretty bad uh, without having uh, Luther available. That that just means that we're going to have to get somebody else to step up in this place. And then once Luther comes back, you know, it's on. Coach could still play with Dougie and with Malik Foster up front, right? Just as he did with Luther and Malik. So, I mean, there is that. Yeah, but it's, du- it's, yeah. yeah du- Dougie also. I mean, he was having a great uh, game out there. I mean, he had, of course, you know, he already had the uh, too fast, too furious shorts uh, mode on. So he was just racing up <laughs> and down the field. But uh, no, I, I think this would be a great opportunity for uh, Malik Foster to get uh, started on the, uh, the 11 on the next uh, league match. So. I mean, I, I I hate how it came across, but you know, it's we we miss Malik. We, uh, like uh, Sharon would say, we miss the new, the new car. I know, right? Yeah, I mean, we sure missed him, and boy, did he make a splash! Right, with the, making a comeback and getting a goal within like you know, just minutes of being able to be uh, subbed in the match and making an impact, right? And this is the guy that that we we knew last season, right? Like the guy just goes flying right through the wings and you never know when he's going to be in the goal and he makes his presence known, right? And he's going to be competing for that starting role as well. So I'm I'm really excited for that because, you know, we, we've had a little bit of a struggle, I think right now with forwards, right? Because he was out and, you know, as, as much as, you know, Dougie has good games, he's had other games where, we don't really see him as much. And, and I think just in general, you, you want to have some competition up front, just as we have competition in the net, right? You want to have competition all across the board in every uh, position. And so uh, I, I think he's, he's coming back uh, at a right time. And with Luther being out, uh, you know, we're going to need him to, to be there. And I think anyone else who's going to back him up, it'll probably be an academy player will be in the bench so here's the best right it's an opportunity for an academy guy right to to step in and and you know try to do uh as best of a job they can uh, but 
that match will be out will actually be uh, the following week, not not this week because we're going to have a Open Cup this week, uh, but it'll be the following week on on the 18th on Wednesday as well uh, when we visit El Paso. So it's going to be another away game. So now El Paso, they're starting to make me wonder as well because I mean, granted, yes, we we whooped on them for for our home opener, but last night, I mean, they. I want to say who who was it they they beat? I mean they they really really surprised me with the the score that they had. I mean I had seen it. Uh, yeah, four it was a uh, four nothing against uh, Los Dos. Mm-hmm. So where did that come from? I mean, yeah. <laughs> but uh, thankfully it's not against us, so <laughs> we're we're good. <laughs> yeah, but but you are right. I mean, this is a team that is much different, right? I mean, we were shocked that they made a couple of appearances on the USL and saw mysteries on their show. So mm-hmm. it looks like they they heard me and they heard us right in general when we were talking about them. And they're like, wait, this isn't us, right? We're going to change things around. And so we're getting uh, a tough team, right? And especially playing away, we know it's never easy to make the trip out to Texas. It's, it's quite a trip out for us here uh, yeah. in, in our conference. And so... It's going to be a different game, right? But um, luckily, the, the team's going to have a whole week off, right, after the cup game. And so they'll have some days to, to rest and to, uh, you know, uh, get better because I, I think Wednesday's game is going to be really demanding. It's going to be quite a game, I think. Yeah, and, b- and believe me, the boys deserve the rest. I mean, with with as many uh, games they've had in the short period, they need to get some rest. I mean, that's probably another reason why Roro uh, uh, that didn't make the trip out here. I mean, he's he's probably got to be fatigued and a little bit hurt, you know, after the, the past few matches. I mean, he's put in some minutes. I mean, mm-hmm. h- helping the team out. So I'm glad he. I mean, it, it would have been awesome to have him out here, but. You know, if, if he's not even going to be out as a substitute, you know, best to let him rest, hmm. especially especially spend uh, Mother's Day with with his family uh, out there in, in Sacramento. So this is a good good time. I mean, but I'm sure we'll see Roro uh, fairly uh, fairly soon. Yeah, and you know, I, I know that's something that we were talking about offline, right? When we saw the starting eleven, we saw the bench. We we're like, oh, where's Roro? Um, where's Jacker? Right? That's another guy that wasn't in the lineup and wasn't in the bench either. And my best guess would be that coach wants to make sure that they're fully fit for Wednesday. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think it's good, really good decision by coach to do that because as you mentioned earlier, this Red Bulls two side isn't a great club. Right. And if we look at the standings, they're actually last place <laughs> in the Eastern conference. So, and, and, you know, I don't mean to say this to say that, you know, just look at the standings for a team and, you know, make a judgment on your starting 11 based on that, you know, just put Academy guys if it's a last place team, but, you know, if you need to rest uh, one or two players, right, because you have a game uh, midweek and we know how demanding the game will be, then I think it's perfectly understandable for coach to do that. Um, but for all we know, I mean, it could have also been the, maybe he wasn't feeling a hundred percent. Right. And so coach was like, let me put the brakes. I'm not going to risk him. Right. If he's not a hundred percent. And maybe if there wasn't a cup game, maybe he does bring him in as a sub, but with the cup game in the middle, I think he wants to make sure that, you know, we're fully fit and that we, we have as many players as possible. So. 
Absolutely. We, we're going to need all the weapons we can get, especially since we're playing against Phoenix. And hopefully the pitch is in better shape this time around. I mean, I was seeing the, uh, I mean, the, the pitch from the last home game. I mean, it was, it was like if you painted the St. Rosa Lima ice rink brown. I mean, that's how bad it was that people on both teams were slipping in. And also Roro, I mean, he had that penalty kick that was right there, but possibly he lost grip because of the pitch and then it just went sailing up and there goes our uh, perfect uh, penalty kick uh, streak we had at home. But, you know, there's always a chance to make another streak going on. Yeah. And, and I think that that's one of the good things about um, this morning's win, right? Is that we were so close to having our third tie, right? I was starting to worry a little bit. I'm like, Oh no, you know, we don't want to get flashbacks to last season because, and I know we didn't talk about this, right? Because this is our podcast uh, post, uh, you know, the week after uh, RGB Toro's game. Um, but, yeah. you know, yeah, we, we did have two consecutive ties, right? Against the lights uh, last Saturday and then midweek, a, a 0-0 tie against New Mexico. And, you know, the two home games, right? We, we let go of some points there. Uh, I mean, luckily, we didn't see a loss, but... When you have those circumstances and you have an away matchup coming, I think you have to realize that you need to get those three points to make up for the lost points at home, right? So we can kind of mm-hmm. break even, right, uh, basically to to say uh, about that. So more so why it was really important to get the win today and now just focus on upcoming games, right? Because we're going to have a couple of away games uh, as far as, you know, the usl goes right now i'm not counting cup here uh because we visit el paso as i mentioned before right on wednesday may 18th and then we visit oakland right on memorial day weekend on saturday may 28th granted it's not a far you know visit but still it's not going to be an easy match considering uh how oakland is right and even though oakland you know they are in 12th place right just above monterey right now I think you can never uh, be too confident, right, about any single team out there because Red Bulls, too, had four points in their last place, and they were so close to getting a tie. And keep in mind, right, they've only actually had uh, one tie and one win in nine games, right? So, the, you know, we, we were close to tying against the last place team. So uh, anything can happen in that game against Oakland. So, uh, you know, it's going to be a, a tough two away visits for us. And then of course, after that is the, uh, the, the home match, uh, the next home match uh, being against San Antonio and San Antonio actually beat Phoenix. Um, you already know my, my stance about San Antonio. I mean, even though they, they do have uh, one of our g- good, uh, good players that also have uh, he, he who shall not be named, yeah. but, then again, these are two teams that we've grown to hate. To see at least one of them lose is awesome. It would have been great if they both lost, but you know, you really can't do that with soccer. I mean, you can either, well, in regular season anyway, you can either tie or win or lose, but both teams cannot lose. So, so just just a quick correction. Actually, Phoenix won three 0 but but still, it was bad, right? I mean, they still they still won, and like you said, uh. Oh, if only we we could see both of them not win, right? But they could have tied, right? Maybe tying would have been like, already tied, but 
Okay, may, maybe this Prosecco is, is already kicking in because I could have sworn the San Antonio had one. But uh, there, there we go. So uh, Phoenix ended up being San Antonio. Yeah, that, that, that's... Uh, but, you know, I, I didn't get to watch the game myself, right? But apparently looking at the stats, it was a high, like, shot game to oh, right wow. phoenix had 23 shots in San Antonio 25 so that was a crazy game right there that was definitely a firefight out there so definitely i mean this phoenix side that we'll be playing against is uh they're getting better right i think they had a, a pretty rough start but now you know they're in fourth place they're three points above us right and looking at the standings not i'm mentioning this uh we are sitting in fifth place with nine games played, 15 points. Um, above us, you got Colorado in first with the uh, same amount of games as we do, 24 points. San Antonio also has the same games we do, but they have 21 points. Then you got San Diego with 20 points, but 10 games played. And as I mentioned, uh, Phoenix right above us, uh, same games played and three points uh, ahead of us. They actually have a... Six win, zero tie, three losses record. So, you know, as much as we've <laughs> had some ties at home now, this is a team that very, well, I mean, this is a team that just doesn't tie so far this season. So it, it's going to be a, an interesting match uh, against them. And granted, they haven't done as great in the cup, right? Because I know we we talk about that overtime win against, that was it, Valley? Valley United or Valley something, right? And, yeah, yeah, Valley yeah. United. It, it took uh, Phoenix at up to the 113th or 115th minute to even get a goal. So that's, you know, that, that kind of speaks volumes. I mean, this is the team that was uh, Western Conference champions for the past couple of years, couldn't quite get over the hump uh, for, for the finals, and then they end up almost losing to a lower division team in the Open Cup. So... I mean, things are starting to pick up a little bit for Phoenix, I'll admit. Uh, all this without having a Solomon Asante since he was uh, transferred over to Indy 11. Uh, I haven't really heard a whole lot of news about, about him since the move. But then again, that is the East, Eastern Conference. I mean, we don't really pay a whole lot of attention to them other than maybe Louisville City or maybe even Pittsburgh Riverhounds. So looking at our, our competition that we have, um Unfortunately, two games went by, right? The two ties, and none of us got any points whatsoever. Not not the score, not the first goal scorer. So, um, you know, the, the standings still stand at me three points, and you and and Sharon actually two points. And as far as this game went, we <laughs> we did our predictions uh, uh, probably like thirty minutes before the match, and. Uh, none of us actually got our predictions for this match either, uh, or the first goal score. Um, I had actually predicted Roro scoring first, and this is before we saw all the lineups. So I was already out <laughs> a point at the beginning of the game. <laughs> so well, yeah. well, really, who, who of us would have even predicted Malik Foster was going to be playing, let alone scoring the goal? I mean, that was mm-hmm. that was kind of a wild card right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I. I, I didn't think he probably would. Or I thought, you know, he might be playing like four minutes, right? Three minutes. It might be one of those subs you see at like the 90th minute or something, right? So mm-hmm. that's probably what I would have thought. So that that's where we were at. 
So let's go ahead and give our predictions for the Open Cup match. That again, it's going to be happening this Wednesday against Phoenix, and it's going to be at 7:30 p.m. So if you haven't bought your tickets yet, go buy them. Uh, there's still plenty of them available. Uh, should be a really good one, and um, you know, we we need y'all to be out there, and we'll we'll be out there um, sharing myself and uh, making sure that you know we. We're supporting our club, but we want to make sure that everyone else who is able to attend uh, actually attends because, again, these cup games, again, as we mention every time, if you've never been to one, you got to check one out because when it's just a one game kind of situation where you win or you lose and go home, the players are definitely giving it their all and you're seeing a much different game than you normally see uh, during a regular USL league uh game and, and i would even say probably during even a playoff game at times right because there's the open cup and you know players know that they're being seen not just you know by people here locally but just nationwide right because a lot of people are interested in the open cup people who follow the mls are watching open cup as well so this is a nationwide thing where people are really interested especially when you get to these phases where there's less matches, right? This is technically the round of 32. So you're going to be witnessing a pretty good game. And we need all the support we can get to make sure that we make it past this round to the round of 16 and actually be able to face uh, an MLS side, which you know could potentially be San Jose, could be LA Galaxy, LAFC, one of those teams, perhaps. So Jared, what's your prediction this Wednesday for, for the match? Oh man, that's, that's going to be a tough one. Um, I would like to say one, nothing Republic, uh, as far as who scores first, um, uh, now that we have Malik Foster, uh, back on the active status again, I mean, I would almost be inclined to say Malik Foster, but I am, you know, I think I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with Malik Foster. Well, I'll go with Malik Foster for, for the first score school. I mean, He's he's going to be riding a high of coming back to, to the active status, no longer injured, getting back on the starting eleven, just getting in there. So I'm I'm liking his chances for getting getting that goal again. Oh, okay, interesting. And keeping with the tradition that we've already had with the past Open Cup game, we are going to give a bonus point if it goes to extra time. So do you see it going to extra time? No extra time. No extra time. All right. Cool. So we got you with 1-0. Malik Foster scoring the first goal. No extra time. Um, Sharon also sent this in her predictions. And she says she says it, it's 2-2 in regulation. But it is going to go to extra time. And we ultimately get the win 3-2. So we'll go ahead and say 3-2 uh, as the final score there for her. And she thinks okay. uh, Dougie is who scores a goal because Dougie is overdue a goal. And I agree with her, right? I mean, I feel like Dougie should get a goal already because he, he hasn't scored in, in quite a while now. Yeah, that's that's true. I mean, he definitely was, was setting the, the goal records on fire earlier this season. And yeah, he's, he's overdue for another one. I mean, we, we definitely got to get him uh, scoring. And as far as I go, I'm going to say it's a 2-1 Republic win. First goal scorer is actually Dan Casey. And mm. 
I actually don't see it going extra time this time. I'm actually going to change it up a little bit. I know last time I, I was the only one who said yes, but this time, and, and Sharon, it's not to single you out, so you, you're the only one that says yes, but I'm going to say no. I think that it's going to be a tough match, and you know we're going to be up winning, and the last couple of minutes are going to be pretty tough for all of us that are watching, right? Because you know we're going to see Phoenix, you know, just, shooting left and right trying to get that tying goal but our defense is going to be pretty solid out back and they're going to manage to you know block everything that comes through and and we're going to be able to uh get the win but it's going to be one of those matches that we leave the match saying like it wasn't an easy game but our defense did the job um at the end of the game so yeah that's uh same thing that uh coach briggs was saying about this match today i mean that all all wins cannot be pretty. I mean, if they were, then it would be a boring season. So, I mean, we we fought hard and and ended up winning. I see that same uh, ethic happening on Wednesday. I mean, it's it's not going to be a pretty match, but we're we're going to give it our all. And that's really what matters, right? That's that's always what I say is that no matter what happens, and of course, we all of us fans, whether you're at the game or you're watching it on TV. You want to see a win, right? No one wants to see their team lose, of course, but I think no one can leave a match disappointed if you see a team that gave it their all. You know, they, they just couldn't win at the end of the game. And regardless whether it ended 1-0 or we ended up losing 3-0, if the team still gave it their all, right, they, they never fell back, right? They Even though we got scored on, they were still creating opportunities and, you know, doing whatsoever to, you know, be able to get a goal. You can't leave the match disappointed, right? Because I think last season we had games where we left disappointed, but that's because we had players that they just weren't putting their 100% effort in every match, right? And I, I mean, I know fans could still be mad, right? Oh, we lost and this and that, but I just think that we need to appreciate if the team gives it their all, regardless of what happens um, in any of the matches, and especially in these cup matches, because uh, Wednesday's match is going to be tough. And all I'm asking for, just like I know you said, Jared, is for the team to uh, give Phoenix a pretty good game and and to show us that they really want to pass through. And, you know, what happens after we'll see, right? Because in these cup games, you just never know, right? It can go to OT, it can go to penalties, and then it's basically a coin toss at that point. So, yeah, and it's we we don't want it to go that far. I mean, we would love the the extra excitement, but you know, not not against this team. I mean, this this team to go into extra time against you know uh, with Phoenix, I, I I don't like it. I'd rather just we get the score. You know, we shut shut it down, park the bus if we need to. You know, end regulation as quickly as possible with us on top. Yeah, I mean, extra time is fun when your team isn't playing. <laughs> I got to say that. Though. But anytime it's your team, I mean, it is stressful. It is really stressful having to, like, <laughs> deal with extra time. And, you know, the uncertainty of, like, if we get scored on, you're limited on time. It's it's really tough. And, and we've all been there. Sac Republic has been there multiple times, right, with overtime and... I recall um, that Open Cup game where we played against Seattle and then 
I think in the last like three minutes, we managed to get the win, but we were so close to going to PKs. And I believe this happened uh, three years ago in 2019 and in the last edition, I think, of the Open Cup as well. So um, I don't want to go through that again. Right. I mean, it's no, let's no. get the win in 90 minutes. Uh, don't, don't make us go through all that. Uh, especially us away fans who make the trip out there and you know we we kind of want to go back home and then it, it'd still be the same day and i'll be past midnight <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so, <laughs> so if any of our players coach anyone listening hey please uh, let's let's finish this game in a uh, regular time and and make sure that uh my prediction is right or jared's prediction is right and uh we, we don't see uh over time so but if we do see then and good for sharon she'll get the point so <laughs> she'll get an extra point and uh you know we might might see a really uh interesting competition here as well and one thing i gotta note with these points too by the way if it doesn't go to extra time and either jared or myself still have the right score we still get the point so just just leaving it out there and you know sharon isn't on the show right now so i guess she can't really say much right so i think i think it's fair to say jared that's majority here right that you know we, we could kind of at least establish that so we don't later say well it didn't go to extra time even though you guys got the right score i think what we're we're separating all these things up right score and extra time yeah. is a separate issue <laughs> so i, I think it's yeah. fair <laughs> yeah i mean i mean either way we want to make sure if if there's any points uh earned you know that they're not not left on the table because of technicalities or anything like that. So we'll, we'll definitely take that into consideration. Yeah. So I'm glad we're establishing that. Um, and if we pass on to the open cup uh, round of 16, then it'll be the same situation there. So we, we shall see what happens, you know, uh, on other um, club news, uh, central Valley Fuego just had their home opener last night, right? Shout out to, some of our uh, Sacramento Republic fans who made the trip out there. It's always really awesome when, you know, you see them uh, make that trip because it's a pretty long drive, right? I mean, it's already, you know, pretty ways out just from where I'm at here in Modesto. And for, for them to make the trip out, it's it's really uh, great to see that. Uh, they, they did tie 1-1. Unfortunately, you know, they couldn't celebrate the home opener with the win. But Farkas Magic did get an assist uh, to the first goal. Um, granted, he started in the bench. I'm not quite sure why, but um, he, he was subbed in and, you know, ultimately he helped them uh, assist uh, the first goal, which uh, is the first uh, official goal in club history in USL uh, at Fresno. So, uh, you know, quite quite an honor, right, to be able to be the, the home opener um, in, in club's history as, as the first goal. So, uh yeah, that, that was really great for them there, too. Also, uh, Academica, the Oakland Stompers, uh, 4-1 last night as well. So, I mean, great, great stuff for them to get an away win at Oakland and, you know, b- bring three points back home. And all across the board, it was really great, right? I mean, those, those three teams, uh, either they won or they tied, right, along with Sac Republic. So, you know, I, I think it was a pretty positive uh, weekend for clubs here in the area. Uh, absolutely. And then also just a quick shout out to uh, Monterey Bay FC. They finally played their first game at Cardinal Stadium. They ended up winning one nothing. So congratulations on, on them for uh, making USL history with their 
first home match, and believe me, they deserved it. They've been playing practically the entire season up to this point, just on the road. So thankfully, they've got uh, Cardinal Stadium opened up, uh, but we are going to be going down to Monterey in late June. So Monterey, don't get used to them home wins just yet. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? It's like, all right, let's let's keep it just a couple of wins, right? But don't. Don't win on June 25th. You can win all your other home games, but June 25th and August 13th. <laughs> don't win those two home games. Those, uh, <laughs> you know, at least we're going to be on, yeah. at the June 25th game, but we want to see our, our team get three points. <laughs> Absolutely. But yeah, congratulations to them. I think that you know it, it's been unfortunate, right, that they've had to um, start out the season, right, and seven games away and... That might be partly the reason why, you know, up until yesterday's game before, they only had three points, right? They had only won one game uh, out of uh, the eight or uh, the seven games they had played at that point. And, you know, now they're at six points with eight matches played, still sitting in last place. And hopefully, you know, they'll make a comeback. They'll, they'll recover and, you know, manage to uh, clinch at least the seventh place, right? So we could see them in the playoffs as well because, I, I always say it right between us, Oakland, and Monterey. If all three teams could make the playoffs, it would be really great to be able to see those matchups in the playoffs because whether it's in Sacramento or there, we would be able to go see them actually play against these teams because they're just so uh, conveniently located nearby. So uh, we we like to see them make it for that. But also, I think also the fact that it's just nice to see local teams uh in our uh, nearest California area, right? Actually make it to the playoffs and have competitive teams, just like Oakland last season that, you know, they made quite a run. So uh, here, here's hoping that they can uh, pull through and, and, you know, make another run for, for the playoffs and, and that we could see all three teams and in, in the next playoffs. But of course, right now they're, they're sitting in you know, last place and the place before last, but you never know, right? I mean, it's still, it's still too early to to tell what can happen. And we've seen teams like come from like last places and get a good run, right? That you just win three games. And before you know it, you're back in playoff territory, right? Absolutely. I mean, we, just like you said, I mean, we've seen teams that have suffered uh, the first half of the season just uh, out of nowhere, get a, a good hot streak going and then find themselves on the doorstop, uh, on the doorstop or you know, going into the playoffs. I mean, especially Oakland. I mean, look how they started. I mean, they could barely even get matches going at home, you know, having to share between Oakland, Livermore, probably maybe a couple other venues. Uh, but ultimately once they got that turf issue fixed, I mean, they were just going at it and they found themselves, you know, making a deep run in the playoffs. So anything is possible. Yeah. So it'll be really exciting to see those matches, right? We, we haven't seen games against, uh, Oakland this season yet so uh, I, I'm really looking forward to that and uh, I know some of us are going to be making the trip out to that one as well uh, conveniently Memorial Day weekend too so um, shout out to the league for making it on a on a pretty good week there awesome well uh, Jared uh, any last final parting words here before we uh, say goodbye for the night if you get a chance to visit New Jersey um Definitely do it, especially if it's going to be in the central or north central uh, part of the state. Uh, Newark is uh, 
probably where a lot of the typical stereotypes of New Jersey comes from. But if you go to places like uh, Short Hills, Mill, uh, Mill, uh, Millwood, Milford, uh, really, I mean, there, there's a lot of spaces and it's real nice. So don't let the stereotypes hit you on, unless you are going to New York or Trenton, which are bigger cities. Uh, definitely give it a try. And then also easy access to get into New York. So should we play an East Coast team and, they, and they're in an area? Definitely look into it. And then also, as far as New York goes, I would recommend uh, Katz's Delicatessen and Second Avenue Daily. Uh, but until that time, you know, we're mostly going to be playing in, in the West. So let's enjoy this as we can. Let's keep this streak going. Let's get some more road wins and let's get the win, especially on Wednesday at home against Phoenix. Also, one last thing. Um, we're going to actually have our uh, town hall uh, live show here on Tuesday. It's going to actually be at 8 p.m. It's going to be a little bit later than our usual time. I'm going to have some things going on earlier, but 8 p.m. Uh, will be the time uh, that I'll be able to be on so I can host it here. And we'll be talking about Wednesday's uh, Open Cup game against Phoenix Rising again at 7.30 p.m. So if you want to be a part of it, send us a message. Um, if you're not able to be a part of it, we welcome you to uh, leave your comments uh, on Facebook, Twitter, or YouTube, wherever you're checking it out, and, and let us know your thoughts. Give us your predictions on the game. Are you going to the game? Let us know all that. Um, or we'll be talking about all that will be going on, too. And I think we'll also be um, keeping a close eye on uh, Open Cup games, too, and, and how they're doing, because uh, we're going to be seeing a couple of games on Tuesday. So just as we did in the last uh, show, uh, we'll, we'll keep a, a close eye on how those games are doing. I think as as far as USL goes or USL teams go, the only team that will be playing on Tuesday is going to be Detroit City and Louisville City. Actually, two teams, I should say. Um, not that Detroit City is a part of our league. So that should be an interesting game. By the time that we actually start the show, we'll already know the, the score for that. And then all the other clubs, with the exception of uh, Tormenta from uh, USL League One, are going to be MLS teams uh, playing, but, you know, should we advance? Who knows? You know, it might be LAFC or Portland that we play against, and they do play at 7.30 on, on Tuesday, so uh, we'll still be keeping a, a close eye on that. So should be an interesting cup week. We like to see this cup. We want to see more cup sets, so uh, we're looking forward to, to this week and what it'll uh, have in store for us. But with that being said, everyone, Thank you so much for tuning in to us here. Again, you'll hear from us on the town hall this Tuesday and on the podcast. Uh, you, you will hear our thoughts on the cup game uh, sometime Thursday night or Friday morning. So be on the lookout for that pod as, as we talk about um, how Wednesday's game went. So have a great night, everyone. And uh, we'll see you later this week here on State of the Republic podcast. <laughs>